0: Hello, and welcome to Dropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. Uh, And we've just been to see Skate Kitchen, a narrative film from a director who has previously done documentary. Yes. Um, It's her first narrative. Uh, The director's name is Crystal Moselle. You've seen the film she did before this, right? Wolfpack. Wolfpack. I've seen
1: Wolfpack, yeah, which I... I actually forget the details of it. It was like a, about a group of brothers who were being raised by their father in a New York apartment. And if I, say, if I remember correctly, they barely left the apartment. And, you know, uh, the father took care of them and they were really bonded. That's all I can remember
0: right.
1: about it. But I remember liking it very much okay. uh, and being very impressed with it.
0: Well, that's good. I, I um, have not seen Wolfpack. Um, um, this is set in New York. Uh, about a group of girls skating and it's based on real life actually rather like the rider which we saw earlier today as well yes uh, it's it's based not it, it, it uses not only non professional actors but it's actually based around their real lives yes so this is this is a story of a girl called Camille who's played by uh, Rochelle Vinberg, uh, who is a skater and this and it kind of it, it it draws upon her life kind of coming to new york and making friends in skating um, but it also draws on this group of girls who call themselves Skate Kitchen, mm. and they elaborated on the name for their group uh, in mm. the Q&A, we should, we should say. We should say. There was a QA and a following the film just now.
1: Yeah, let's be explicit and let's give credit, actually. So thank you very much to the Electric Cinema uh, for bringing the director and a large part of the very attractive cast uh, to come and talk to us after the screening of the film, because... You know, a, an enjoyable film was actually kind of rendered even more so uh, uh, through the possibilities of being able to ask questions about it, which I think you know we are now using in this podcast.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so this group of girls um, call themselves Skate Kitchen, and, and in the Q and A they elaborated on the on the name, mm. which uh, it should be kind of obvious, really. I mean, it's kind of obvious to me just from the thought of the movie, mm. the idea of Skate Kitchen of being sort of being basically as a group of girls in a reasonably male-dominated world mm. of, of skating, um, always being told, get back in the kitchen, that's where you belong. Uh, and so making it, make, you know, making it their own mm. and saying, well, every skate park in New York is our kitchen. Yes. Which is great. Yes, it is. Um, and, and there is a, there is a, a real kind of sense of female empowerment in the film. Yes, very much um, so. Which is great. And also, as you pointed out in the Q&A, intersectionality. In fact, there's only uh, one white person... Yes. Really, uh, uh, there's Hispanics and there's black people and, uh, uh, and, a, and a white girl uh, amongst them, and skates uh, and, 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 and brings them together. Yes. And they will get on famously, yes. except when they don't, when there's conflict. Yes. So that's where the narrative comes in.
1: I, the, the film does very interesting things because, on the one hand, you know, the girl says you know, how she was a tomboy and you know, she lived with her father, and basically, as soon as puberty hit, the, the relationship with her father changed, and she had to go live with her mother. But, you know, there is, like, this whole other discussion of, um, you know, tampons and how to use them and things that she's not familiar with and what a vagina (laughs) looks like and whether it's healthy, right? Kind of all of these conversations that the girls have. But what I found really interesting is that the film complicates things. For example, you know, uh, the, the girl is, like, this real tomboy and so on. But on the other hand, you know, she's very yeah she very clearly expresses she likes boys, and of course that's not a contradiction, but sometimes people make it want to seem so, mm. yeah, that kind of you know if you dress a certain way or if you behave if you're you know if you're into skateboarding and you know and you say you're a tomboy and you you know you like kind of uh, doing things, then somehow you're in the closet about your true sexuality or something so you know I think the film does very interesting things in overturning you know, your prejudices and your presumptions in relation to kind of gender specifically.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I really felt the sense of kind of authenticity around around the girls' interactions um, b- before knowing that it was based on real-life interactions. But like, uh, the uh, director um, said as much as sort of hanging around with the girls, occasionally sort of conversations that they had would basically make their way verbatim into the script. Yes. Um, uh, you can you can tell that sort of authenticity, and you can tell the relationship they have uh, as as a group of um, uh, non professional actors are very natural. You know, these, these are girls who know each other. Yes. Um, and 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 also that sense of authenticity of this is the kind of stuff that girls actually talk about. Again, this came up in the QA, The idea that sort of you can tell when movies have been written by men who have no idea how women's feet, really. Yes. And and this is the, the absolute opposite of that. Like some of the conversation is is dirty, mm. and it's about things that you don't expect if you're a guy. Yeah. Um, and, and it's very funny as well.
1: Yes, I enjoy that very much. I also like, so, you know, so, so there is kind of like a spectrum of people, all of which are given individuality. So, you know, I, I was talking about, you know, the, the tomboy who liked boys and whatever. You know, there's also a, a really charismatic... Uh, lesbian girl in the film, who makes no bones about
0: it. Uh, yeah, uh, Nina Moran, I think she yeah, is.
1: Yeah, you know, and who's 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 rather wonderful. Um, and there are also kind of like these interesting kind of things. So, so, for example, one of the girls' fathers is shown to be like, you know, very nurturing and, you know, the girls come over and stay in their house. And actually for a moment, and this is, you know, how Hollywood trains us to see, I expected some disturbance. I expected some potential sexual, improper sexual advance or, you know, and instead he just turns out to be like this really nice guy who cooks lasagna for the girls and, you know, and is very nurturing and loving of his daughter, right? You know, so I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Well, the the, um, sexual advance that I was expecting in the film was from James Smith's character, who is the boy who... uh, kind of threatens to break up the group because there's a there's a conflict in, in in the skate park, there's a conflict between the group of girls and a group of boys. Uh, and and they, they have conflicts over, you know, who gets to skate where and when and you're in our spot and this, that and the other. Um, and what threatens to, and, and what does kind of break up Camille with the group is when she starts hanging out with one of the boys because she, she works in the same shop as him. Yeah. This is Jaden Smith's character. And then he, he turns out has previously gone out with one of the girls. But something that you've been saying a lot recently... Which is, which is this idea of um, guys in cinema starting to be depicted as having no sexual desire. Mm. Um, all the other boys were always bragging about, you know, I slept with this girl, I was fingering this girl, wherever it was, mm. um, and taking the piss out of each other and stuff. But Jaden Smith's character um, doesn't do any of that. And, and when he talks about his ex-girlfriend, he says the reason they broke up was because she wasn't happy... With them just being friends, which is yes. obviously his, his what he wanted to, uh, f- from their friendship, and then when he starts making out with uh, Camille, um, when they're in bed together, again he's the one who turns on the light and stops it and says, "You know, I really like how how good friends we are, yeah. but but I I don't want to ruin that." Yeah, which you I know? thought was great. Well, but so I I thought you would hate that. Considering no, the... I think it's great.
1: I think it's great. I think the film the film is as good dealing with the boys and the boys' interactions as it is in dealing with the girls, though obviously, you know, the girls are the protagonists. But, you know, unlike some of the films that we've seen, for example, you know, you get the sense that, I mean, these boys are sexual, and the girls are sexual, and they've got sex on their mind. But actually, kind of, it overturns the presumptions, because actually two characters say that. You know, there's another character who was saying, oh, you know, I went to this bar, you know, and kind of, and this girl came onto me, and you know, I wasn't really into it, and, you know, as soon as I told her that I wasn't into it, she said, gay, <laughs> right? Like, you know, so I, the idea that, you know, you have to be into it because you're you're a man. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, one of the things that makes uh, um, Camille uncomfortable uh, in, you know, staying over with those boys is that they're always watching porn, right? You know, So so, I mean, these, yeah, yeah it's kind of different than some of the other things that we've been seeing where it doesn't, Sex doesn't come up at all, which I find odd.
0: Sure, but that, I just I, yeah. I, I, I expected you to have a similar pushback to Jane Smith's character not expressing an interest in sex. No, I like
1: that because you know, I mean, uh, I th- I think all young people are interested in sex, but actually, just because you're interested in sex doesn't mean that you're going to have sex with everybody. Mm. You know, just because they want. Well, I agree.
0: To I mean, I to, uh, that that was my yeah. perspective, and I really liked that he 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 sort of he had this boundary, and that was just it wasn't really about making a statement about boys overall, it was about his character and what he thinks. Yeah, overall. yeah. Well, I like um, that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, that you didn't hate it this time. Well,
1: you mean <laughs> this time. Be, you know, the other times were different. Yeah, you no, know. they were. Uh, so, they were. no, I like that very, very much. I mean, I think the only ambivalence that I have about the film is actually, you know, and, and this is the problem with... This type of filmmaking, which is, you know, uh, dramatizing or making fictions out of, uh, um, you know, real situations. So, you know, you're using non-professional actors and you're drawing on their lives and, yeah, like, you know, like the writer in a way, right? Kind of, they are very comparable uh, in some ways. But, you know, the difficulty in this, in both cases, actually. So in the writer, you know, it would have been impossible to get an actor, you know, who was... As skilled with horses as we saw in long takes, it was one of the marvels of the film, right, to see this young man do it. Likewise, in this type of film, it would—you know—I'm sure it would have been very difficult to get something like, I don't know, a young Jodie Foster, or, you know, a really great young actress who could also skateboard like sure, that, right? Yeah. So um, and I did think that in both instances that we saw, but actually more problematic in this one is that Camille was opaque, you know, that like, I thought she wasn't, she wasn't charismatic enough to, to carry the film, Mm. and then also to me she wasn't emotionally legible, like, you know, you didn't get a sense of what was underneath, you know, there was a very one dimensional performance.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, certainly, um, I think the performances generally were really good, and and also in the Rider, I think. I mean, I may disagree with you on that. Um, I I think the performances that have been drawn out of these non-professional actors over both films have generally been pretty good.
1: I think um, the the writer. Well, we you know because I might might have misunderstood you, but when we yeah. talked earlier about it, you know, you mentioned it as a problem, and I was saying that. It I don't could, think I did. Okay, well then I'm misremembering, because you know I initially thought it was in the Rider that. You know, it was very... Um, you found them opaque. You remember you saying I, that? Yeah. Though? But then I, you know, in the writer it became one of the, the strengths of the film. Yeah. You know, for me. Uh, yeah, you read it, you learned to read it and to understand it in a different way. But but in this one I didn't. I did think actually that there was a, you know, that there was a lack. that, sure. You know, there was a, fle- a flesh and blood character that wasn't coming across because of the lack of skill of the young
0: actress. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um... On the other hand, I think that um, uh, the, the girl we mentioned earlier, uh, Nina Moran, yes, is charismatic as hell. Yeah, she is, and, and, and an absolute joy to watch. And she's the kind of she's she's the dirty sort of one of the group, all making jokes. And actually, one of the one of the guys in the Q and A pointed out her resemblance to Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, and that occurred to me during the film yeah, as well. Yeah. And and not, and not just her kind of physical resemblance—the long hair and the cap and and that sort of thing—but also like that that the part that she plays within the group. Of being the one who says filthy things and is always ready to make a joke mm. and doesn't really, like, doesn't take anything seriously mm. that, anyone, that anyone else does. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know um, what you
1: mean. And actually, I, I just thought all the rest of the cast were incredibly charismatic. I mean, you know, there was the, the young, skinny girl, you know, who was always filming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just her outfits alone and the way that she moved was a pleasure to look at. And then the young girl, who um, is the one who, who, who breaks her ankle, I thought she was wonderful as well, you know, uh, as a performer. So I, 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 I think, actually, the results in the film were, were excellent, uh, except, except actually for the main character, which I think, you know, is a bit stiff and is a bit...
0: Yeah.
1: Une- ...unexpressive. Uh, and I hadn't realized that... Um, the love interest was Jason Smith. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Will Smithson, the, the annoying one. From, yeah, well, he was great. Yeah. It, it, I, he
1: it, might be good. annoying on Twitter, but he was very good here. <laughs> uh,
0: he was annoying in After Earth as well.
1: Okay, he might have been annoying in two films <laughs> previously, but he's very good here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a great kind of... Um, one of the, I asked a question in the Q&A, which was about um, kind of the director having come from the documentary, kind of what were the challenges or differences in adding a narrative, um, you kind of feel like in a way that there are, there are parts of the film that don't don't really need a narrative. There, there are these whole kind of sections uh, of, of... There's just a, a song put underneath it, um, and it's just skating through New York or at a skate park, and it's just these beautiful montages of that you live in.
1: Can I pick up on that a little bit? Yeah. You know, because I think for me, one of the... And, you know, one of the great pleasures of cinema is action, right? And seeing bodies in, in motion. It's part of the reason why I, you know, why I love dance and, you know, I love looking at athletics. And, you know, and as you get older, you know, kind of, I find for me at least the interest intensifies. And it's not a sexual interest. I mean, it can be, you know, but but it's generally not. It's just, you know, kind of the beauty and... You know, just the beauty of watching kind of young young bodies do extraordinary things, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, watching this film makes you think of how rarely you get shown women in that capacity. That the spectacle is actually them performing a task. Yeah, a highly skilled task rather than the spectacle just being their being <laughs> or their you know, a uh, sexualized being, or they're kind of being sexualized for us, right? That actually kind of what you see in this film is girls, you know, doing fantastic things on skateboards and the yeah. pleasure in looking at that.
0: And, and, and constantly I mean, also, I mean, they're constantly talking about how great they are, particularly camellias on a yeah. skateboard, and Jane Smith, when, when Jane's kind of trying to integrate her into the group of guys, and they're initially resistant because... Because the animosity that the girls feel towards the boys, the boys also feel towards the girls. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, he his defense is she shreds. Yes. You know, and the constantly that phrase she shreds comes up time again. And it's you know, it's not about how sexy she is yes. or like that. It's that she's really fucking good at skating. Yes, yes. And why can't she hang out?
1: And and that, you know, is very rare in cinema. So I think um, yeah. you know, I think And it, it feels
0: of, very true to life, really. Yes. You know, I mean there would be groups of guys who would just say, Oh, she's really sexy, we should keep her about but <laughs> there are groups of guys who to whom that's that's not the draw or not an issue or whatever it's and like, it's about who about her personality and and what she's able to do and that sort of stuff yeah yeah it feels very true to life as well yes. and 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 welcome frankly um I really enjoyed that
1: so what reservations do you have about the film because so far you've only said good things yeah I have
0: only said good things and i i, I guess i mean partly just having from having been tired uh, I' kind of flagged at points i think. There were just elements that were lulls to me. Yes. Um I don't know if you felt there were lulls I to did, me. I did, I did, yes. Um I, I think I think the the story what I really wanted to ask about the story in the Q and A, which I didn't quite ask, is in some ways it's it's really quite cliche. Um mm-hmm. the the girl who uh she's she's just turned eighteen. And she's getting very kind of itchy and wanting to, to leave. And she does... I mean, that's quite... I suppose the, the the thing I didn't really expect with the story is that she actually does leave. It's not just that she stays out late because she kind of resents her mum. She actually leaves and goes I, to New York and starts staying with other people. But then it's when she returns to her mum at the end and yeah. things kind of get resolved quite nicely. And the I mean, I quite like the apology to the group that sort of says, you know... Uh, I just I want to forget about stuff that happened. I want to be friends, and very quickly the film wraps up with the more skating down the street again. But there were, there were aspects of cliches that that just felt kind of easy.
1: It felt too easy. I mean, you know, my God, imagine like living in New York on a part time cashier salary. Mm. I mean, you know, uh, there were things that yeah.
0: well, there's certainly a high capacity living going. Well, it, well, when she stays with Janae, she's doing so because it's where it's a dad's house. So she's yes. able to say that, and when she's with, them with all the guys, they are living in a high capacity living in kind of squat, it seems. So you can understand it to an extent, but I do agree.
1: It just, I, some few clues as to how that's manageable or whatever would have been, yeah. uh, welcome. I also think that there were aspects of the film that remained unexplored or underexplored to me. So, for example, you know, the fact that um, the the young girl looks like you know, first generation Hispanic, right? So, you know, the mother always speaks Spanish to her. She responds in English. So, you know, there's something there either, you know, about, um, you know, kind of culture and integration and being part of a different kind of ethnic minority with different values. And I think there are also things that the film shows of the difference between the suburbs and the city, right? Right. You know, so all the New York kids are all kind of rather cool in the way they dress. And yeah, you know, this, mm-hmm. it, sh- it does feel like another world. And she goes on long train rides to get there. So I, I think more could have been made of that, you know. Um,
0: in how so, maybe like it made the kind of danger of, of the danger city of the city, alone in the also city. the wonder of the city, yeah. right? Um, well, there was that great bit where she's on the rooftop taking taking photos with Jane Smith and the Empire State Building in the background, was scared, and they're yeah. taking photos of a kick flipping on a rooftop in front of it. Yeah, and you thought, God, there might be an accident here. Yes, uh, but I mean, that was,
1: but the image was fucking great. The image was great. Actually, those scenes were fantastic. Yeah, in the film.
0: Um, One thing I did like about the, the the kind of the story and the characterization of Camille is. Uh, that she comes from a broken home, so she's living with a single mother, played by Elizabeth Rodriguez, a professional mm. actress. Mm. Uh, you recognise her from *Orange Is the New Black*, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not a case that the dad just isn't in the picture, and she tells this whole story to Janae when she's staying with her, very early on in their friendship, about how she lived with her dad initially because she didn't get on with her mum. Mm. She chose to live with her dad when she, she you know, the court came and said, Who are you going to live with? and she would only see her mum once a year and, and, and she wouldn't even get out the car on Christmas mm. to see her because she, she didn't feel any sort of connection with her. Mm. Um, and then when she got to 11 or 12 and she realized she wasn't going to be a tomboy forever and she was actually, she was going to grow up in, into a woman and, and develop and so on, um, that she realized she needed a mother and so chose to live with her mum, chose to kind of make that mm. connection with her. Um, I just thought, I, I thought that. that from everything that we heard in the Q and A about these stories coming from real life, I would imagine that, is, that uh, uh, um, the director did suggest that character- characterisation of Camille comes from Rochelle's uh, real life. Mm. So um, I would imagine that's kind of where it comes from. Nonetheless, it felt very original to me. Like, like mm. it seems so. It, it felt to me that so often it's the case that it's just mm. there's one parent and the other one is gone for whatever reason, mm. um, or maybe they are a fringe figure, but not that both would be a figure and that it would. That there would be a switch, yes, you and that it would be a switch actual,
1: due to the child's choice.
0: Yeah, the child's choice, and also the child's development, and and not only that, but they are, they both will be kind of uh, a constant figure in the child's life, even if they're not living with them. Mm. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, there's, and there's a point where when when the mum's really um, worried about her early on, when she's when she's hanging out in New York City more and more with Skate Kitchen g- girls, um, she comes, she finds her at the skate park, and one thing she says is, I even called your dad, you know? Mm-hmm. So which was the first kind of uh, kind of inkling I had, like, okay, so like the dad is still around, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. something alive about the relationship still. I, I don't know, I, what do you make of that? I, th- I thought that was really original.
1: Yes, no, I like that very much. I, I mean, I think the film had many original things. I think that was one of them. Again, I think... Um, you know, the father in Brooklyn kind of being so nurturing and baking and, you know, and having all the girls in without any dark things about <laughs> it. I thought that was lovely to see, you know. Do you
0: remember Precious? The, 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 um, yes, what, I do remember what's Precious. What's his name? Uh, i think he Daniels. Lee Daniels, for Yes.
1: Him. The um, one about the fat girl who gets abused. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: every kind of thing yeah. that could go wrong in this girl's life has gone wrong. Yeah. Um, there's that bit where, uh, where she's pregnant, and she's in hospital, and all her girlfriends are around her, and the doctor, played by Lenny Kravitz, is there, and and like all the girls are kind of flirting with him, mm. and it's like, and and then and there's no relationship there at all. There's no familiar relationship, so like it could get quite creepy, mm. but it's just it's the most wholesome relationship you've ever seen in your entire life that every that all these young girls just really fancy this guy, and he's mm. just like happy to sort of like mm. he, he's very there's there's, there's something very um, knowing and and wholesome about. The way they interact that I think was—it's it, not exactly the same list. It's not exactly like I fancy your dad, but there's there's a there's a way that they get along, yes. which is incredibly wholesome. Yes. Just lovely to see. Yes, that reminded me of that. Good. Um, we should probably wrap up. So, um, yeah. final thoughts on the film? I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I think for the most part, it kind of it, it balances the the kind of documentary aspects and narrative aspects pretty well. And I think although the narrative is it ha- has elements of cliche. I think it what it works, well, the way it works to bring out aspects of these girls' real lives, um, and uh, and the kind of, and the way of life that they have, and the, the the feminist project going on in it, basically, of the kind of the force of personality of these girls, and they deserve like anyone else to to have their place and be able to skate and so on and so forth. I, I really like, and I think that I think that it, it you can tell how it works. ...differently to how a a pure documentary would work... Uh, though I think is to the film's benefit.
1: Yes. I think so. I mean, I think it's a film with problems... uh, ...but I think it's also a film that does things... ...that are so rare still in cinema... ...that, you know, they're a joy to see... ...and also, you know, to add a, a dimension... ...that are kind of very much worth supporting, really... So, um, I mean, I don't want to make it sound that you have to go see this film for worthy reasons, because it's also a film that is full of different kinds of pleasures, really. Um, So I suppose that would be my overall kind of mixed view. It's a film with some problems, uh, particularly in the central casting, and also in the way that kind of the narrative structure is not quite threaded together so that it does have, you know, some lags in between. Uh, But actually, the world depicted... You know, the focus on uh, intersectionality, the generosity of the film and the filmmakers towards their subjects and the world that they live in, and then actually the thrill of the skating that you see and the skating being focused on young women, you know, makes up uh, uh, for any faults for me. I think it's very much worth seeing.
0: Yeah, definitely worth seeing. Really enjoyed it. And it's, and, um, it's coming out very soon. It's going like, out
1: on September the 28th, so we have some time. Do we?
0: Yeah. Um, but it definitely deserves your support. Yes. Um, it's Great. Uh, so thanks for listening. Um, uh, I'm doing Jose's job now. We're on uh, Facebook, um, YouTube, Twitter, uh, uh, com, and wherever else we are. iTunes, iTunes SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Um, not Instagram. I don't understand Instagram. It creeps me out. It's uh. for. It's for I, I'm already too old for it somehow. I'm on eh? (laughs) it. Jesus. Jesus, how old am I? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
1: for listening, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night.